Well, hi everybody, it's Lisa Tamati here at Pushing the Limits, and today I'm going to do a solo cast. Uh, so no guests today. And the topic that I wanted to reflect on and to think about today is all around leadership, and that's something that I've been studying and trying to develop in my own life, more skills as a leader. And uh, I wanted to reflect on some of the stages and different types of leaders, the different stages, the different facets of a leader, and these can change as you you get older, as you develop in your career path, or these are things that you can um, a face or a mask that you can put on in a certain time and then step back into another role. So I'm just going to go through a couple of different types of leaders and some of the skills that they will need at the various stages. Now for me at the basis of everything has to be a person uh, who has been in the trenches. So um, someone who is an, is an action leader, who's who's right in the middle of of what it takes to do whatever it is that you're talking about. And this can be in a corporate setting or in a sporting setting. But let's take the example of someone, say, they're in the trenches, uh, soldiers in the actual war zone, rugby people on the actual rugby field, um, people leading an expedition. These are leaders who have uh, a strong physical foundation. They're in they're, they are showing on a daily basis their dedication to their sport. They are showing by leading by example the discipline that's required to be a good leader for others to follow. They are walking the talk, so to speak. So these are typically, you, you know, your younger people who are still in the middle of, of their career, perhaps if it's a sporting one, or people at the coalface of whatever it is, this project is that you're doing. Uh, so this is the, the, the leader type of someone who is still right in it and leading from the front. Um, when I was a young girl, my dad always used to talk about um, uh, one of his officers in the brigade that he said he would follow anywhere because he trusted him. He knew that he knew his stuff. He was an expert firefighter. And my father always said he would follow, uh, it was my uncle Laurie, into anywhere in battle. He would go into any f uh, fire situation because he knew that he would never put his men in a place where he would never go and he would lead from the front. So this is a, a leader who is leading by example and someone who has the vertical skills and the expertise in that area but they are showing that they are the strong ones come follow me I'll lead you through this now to be a leader of this type you have to have a good functional fitness foundation yourself you have to lead by example in your training uh, and this is even in the corporate setting I mean you need to have a physical presence as someone who is strong as someone who knows where they're going and has that type of leadership personality where people are wanting to follow. Um, and this, if for the person who wants to cultivate this, you need to have a strong uh, foundation of physical strength and functional fitness yourself. It's not about being, you know, a bodybuilder or a, a super athlete in this case, but it's just walking the talk of someone who is in the midst of, uh, of this and leading from the front. Um, the next sort of uh, level up from that or very much similar is someone who is 
they're developing those daily practices and showing the skills of that and they're dedicated to the mastery of whatever it is that they're learning. Um, an example of this person would be, you know, like Richie McCaw, for example, in the All Blacks. You know, what a fantastic leader he was. He showed by example of what he what he believed in, he, the discipline that he brought to the game, the leadership role where he would go into battle leading his men, encouraging them, he would protect them, he would cover their backsides when they were in trouble, you know, a fantastic leader. So this is the leader of a of a of a, a warrior who's in the in the trenches and leading from the front, but also who has the mastery and the self mastery to be at that level. So the next uh, sort of uh, level, if you like, is, and these are not levels because they're d different developmental stages and they can sort of come in and out. And this type of Richie McCaw, if you like, leader, uh, is always accountable, he's responsible, um, he's a man of his word, He, uh, you can trust whatever he says and he has honour. So... This can be, you know, if you take an example of um, a CEO uh, is another example who's something, say something's wrong, wrong in their organisation and they take responsibility for that, for the change, they accept responsibility 100% for whatever's gone wrong and they take steps to implement change. That is uh, a warrior leader, that is someone who is prepared to put their uh, own interests on a back foot in order to protect the organisation, or to protect the team and to cover the people's backsides if you like. Uh, when things go wrong, to take responsibility for changing the training or whatever is needed to require to uh, make good on the mistakes that have happened. Um, so this is, uh, once again, these are all to do with your character traits, your honour, if you say you're going to do something, following through with it, being accountable, um, all sort of basic leadership skills and traits, character traits that are really important if you're going to be leading uh, from the front. A leader should also uh, have a serenity to them, a calmness. And this is especially important, I think, in, you know, physical realms where uh, in, in a sporting uh, situation or, uh, you know, in, in a um, war situation, um, these types of situations where you're in danger, like going back to the fire brigade situation or going back into situations where I've faced in expeditions where we've been in physical danger, um, and being able to calmly make decisions so that you have that serenity and calmness within you so you're not panicking. I remember as a, a young girl, my, my father, who was a, a fantastic leader as a fireman, always saying to me, in an emergency situation, if anything's happened, don't run around like a chook with its head cut off. Um, this, I remember a conversation happening when my brother had an accident and he had ended up with some quite bad injuries and my brother came into me and he was crying and, and it was a mess, you know, we were just children um, and I ran around like, like a chip with its head cut off because I didn't know what to do, screaming and yelling and, uh, you know, not doing anything practical. And my dad, he sat down with me afterwards and he said, you, you were hysterical, you'd lost the plot, you were of no benefit. 
to your brother in that situation when he needed help. And I really took that to heart as a young girl because I really didn't want to be that. I wanted to be ready. I wanted to be the person that would step up to the challenge when something went down um, and would would be able to help that person. So it's been able to stay centered in, where you, in, in, in a calm situation, especially when the shit hits the fan. You know, if you're in a in a dangerous situation or you're being, I don't know, chased by a bull or someone's going to shoot you or uh, whatever the situation is, someone's been in an accident that you've come across, um, in, you know, going back to the fire brigade, uh, they're dealing with a, a horrific situation. It's being calm and serene in that moment so that you can keep control of your physiology. And this, you know, doing things like breathing practices, which I've talked about before, controlling your heart rate, controlling your body's physiology so that you don't respond like a turkey with its head cut off, so that you respond appropriately and take action in the moment. Um, I remember another situation where I was in a 12-hour race and we were running around a, a running track and a guy collapsed in front of me and uh, so, you know, went to him, thought, oh, he's probably having a sugar low, realised he was turning blue, he was having a heart attack or something major was going wrong. And what what surprised me is that a lot of runners just balked at the situation and took off. And there was one other man who joined me and we tried to save him CPR. Um, we got him back briefly. We eventually lost him in that situation. But I was very, very pleased at how I'd responded to the, the critical situation and the fact that I'd taken the action, the steps required, gotten help, started CPR, did what was necessary without losing it. And the, the teachings of my father from back in the day really came to the fore and have come through again and again in different situations where you actually need to take action. Even today, for example, I was sitting down the beach with, with my husband and my mother and we're drinking coffee and my husband looks out to sea and he says it was pretty rough seas. There was two children that had gone out and they'd gotten caught in a rip. And there was no surf life-saving or anything at the moment. Uh, and we watched them for a second and thought, hell, are they in trouble? Um, and then even though I didn't know really if they were in trouble, one of the, someone else sort of looked up and said, oh, I think they are in trouble. So immediately I just ran down the beach. By the time I got to down there, two other guys had already jumped in and, and saved the kids and got them back. But the thing is, you take action when you need to take that action. And that's a really important step for a for a leader to be able to make those in a calm serene environment um take also in this this also uh, in respect to your business your business situations your corporate situations we're living in a time of absolute chaos we're living in a time of massive technological disruption where things are happening at a faster and a faster rate and many of the businesses that are around today are going to go under in the next five years because the world is changing so rapidly and the, the needs, and there are also huge opportunities. So if we want to be able to keep up with what's going on, we have to develop uh, an ability to step back from the coalface. And, you know, this is something that I'm dealing with uh, on a day-to-day -day basis where you're completely overwhelmed sometimes with the change. And I know a lot of corporations um, I've been dealing, you know, consulting at the moment are dealing with massive change management issues. Um, it's having a leader that can step back, 
take a strategic look at really what's happening and make some clear decisions, even if they don't quite know exactly what's going to be happening and where they're going, because we all know technology is just going faster than what humans can actually understand or comprehend on an individual basis uh, and having to make these huge different uh, steps towards change. So in the in the middle of, of, of the daily overwhelm of business, it's taking a step back even taking time out to go up into a hut in the bush and having time to do some deep thinking and some strategic processes, getting that uh, time to reflect and to come back with new ideas for your organisation or for your team to take them forward to the next level. This is also a skill of a leader. Um, one other point is is being able to make things that are very complex and very difficult um, and make them seem simple. And this is a skill that uh, needs to be also developed, especially in the once again in this technological age that we're living with. Um, trying to um, simplify decision-making processes and trying to simplify what seems very co- uh, complex. And this is a, a you know a skill that that needs constant development and it's certainly not an easy one. Um, And this is where the time for reflection comes into it. Some more skills and characteristics of the leader. uh, Things that a leader should be always in service to others, in service of the team, in service of the corporation. It's changing the mindset from being a what's in this for me to being what can I bring to the party and how can I help this organisation, this team or my people get further. It's a change in mindset from being what's in it and how can I get more out of this for myself. It's setting security for the team and setting um, boundaries so that people within the team know that they can try, that they can innovate, that they can uh, have the security to be able to try things and to fail without their ass being on the line. Um, and I think in this uh, changing world, we need a certain amount. Um, there's Businesses are going to be exposed to huge risks. There's going to be uh, problems and dangers that your people are exposed to. A good leader can cover the asses of his people and can protect and help them be able to take the risks and to try things and to develop themselves without putting their everything on the line and and without uh, risking complete and utter failure. So it's protecting your team. A leader also needs to start to develop um, really in-depth skills in the area uh, that he is or she is looking into. So this is about being... Uh, a person who's who's learning, who's constantly willing to learn. You should never in a point in life ever get to the point where you've gone, well, I know it all now and I'm not going to have to learn anymore. I've done my study and I'm that's me, I'm done. Um, I know doctors will tell you this, I know scientists will tell you this and I know um, people, uh, you know, top CEOs will tell you that you have to be, have the humility to be a student your entire life because things are going to be changing and right now they're changing hugely fast. We have to develop that uh, ongoing ability to keep learning and keep developing in a vertical your skill set in 
in particular to the area that you are responsible for so that you're really becoming an absolute master in what you're doing. And that's the 10,000 hours of study and working on things. Um, to this point, I wanted to bring in a, an example from um, my um, situation that I've discussed previously on this podcast with my mum's situation uh, with her aneurysm and being left after a few months in hospital with, with the severest of disabilities. Now, to take control of her rehabilitation, I had to be constantly one step, and I still have to be constantly one step ahead of where she is in her development. So that means means for me constantly scouring the internet for resources, constantly looking for answers, constantly looking for new skill sets that I can develop so that I can teach her. Practical application for this is, you know, we're doing functional neurology exercises, we're doing eye exercises, every day and I'm learning and I'm staying one step ahead of the student if you like so that I can give her the exercises so as she progresses I've got the next step in place for her um, so this is means that I'm constantly having to new, learn new skills this is this is not something that I've learned to be a physio I haven't learned to be a functional neurologist I haven't learned to be a neuroscientist I haven't learned to be a hyperbaric specialist but these are all things that I have studied in depth in order to help her with her rehabilitation and to stay one step ahead of her in her rehabilitation process and you know to look back now over 20 months of of damned hard work uh, and to see you know I sometimes get frustrated today I'm been dealing with the fact that she will not take a bigger step she cannot get that right leg to do and then I I have to remind myself when I start to get frustrated and I start to lose, you know, get short-tempered with her, why can't you lift that foot up and do this? And then take a step back and go, well, actually, look where we've come from, where she wasn't even able to sit, where she wasn't even able to put a spoon to her mouth, where she wasn't even able to push a button, and now she's driving a car and walking and doing all these crazy things um, because I'm staying one step ahead of her. So it's having that patience, it's having that ability to keep learning and to keep moving forward uh, and being a step ahead of your team at all times. The next level of leadership development, um, this is something uh, about being the courageous leader, so being the hero of the of the piece, if you like. So this is someone who has an absolute deep um, commitment to whatever it is that you're uh, are about to do. Um, so you are cultivating all of the other things that I've talked about earlier, but you're a person who is willing to go where other people ha- have never been. You're a pioneer, you're a person who's willing to take risks, you're courageous, you have the experience hopefully of many years of working as the the leader in the trenches, as the, the person who has studied in deep vertical uh, sense the skill set and now you're ready to take deep, bold, courageous risky maneuvers in order to take your organization or your team to the next level you're risking huge exposures um you but you're also risking uh um exposing yourself to great gains and this is boldly going where no man has gone before as they say on star trek uh and you know i've had opportunities in in my athletic career to really take some pretty bold steps into places of the unknown one of them was to do 
um, a 222k race at altitude in the Himalayas. It wasn't completely unknown. One man had already done it before me. Uh, no woman had done it, and I really wanted to be able to achieve that goal, and it was a huge step outside my comfort zone. Um, so a leader should always be comfortable with getting uncomfortable, taking those bold steps, risking. You risk huge failure. But you do not see failure as an end game. Failure is always a stepping stone. For me, failure is a part of the path. It's a brutal part of the path sometimes. But those those um, obstacles that you sometimes trip over can be the biggest stepping stones and the biggest learning curves. So a, a heroic person, a courageous leader will go into the unknown, will take big... Uh, exposures will take great risks and will sometimes land on their ass or on their face Um, but when they do have the breakthroughs then the insights that they can gain the wisdom that they can gain can be uh, of huge benefit to to so many people and the the risks you know um, sometimes just totally outweigh uh, the the benefits sorry totally outweigh the risks Uh, and we need people like that that go courageously uh, and head strongly sometimes into different missions and take on huge projects and challenges um, in order for us to move forward as a people, as a human species. We've always had these types of people that have really pushed the envelope and gone beyond what would be considered possible. I'm totally about, always about, you know, breaking down what people think and perceive to be impossible, going back, harping back to the example with my mum, and, you know, sorry to harp on about this one, but it has proven to me when the odds were stacked absolutely against us, um, we've proven that it can be done. You know, and I had to walk in absolute blind faith that things would turn out for the better. And this brings me to the next skill set, which is when you're a leader and you're facing an insurmountable obstacle, you have to pretend like it's all good and you've got it completely under control. If you can provide, and this is not deceiving your team, but this is giving your team and your people hope that you're going to get through this. This is giving them a path. Even though you might be walking into the darkness, as you take a step forward, you're lighting the path a step further for the next person. So this is creating the illusion that things are better than they actually are. Uh, With mum, it was totally taking control and saying to the family, this is the path we're going to take. These are the skill sets that we're going to develop. This is the roster that we're going to do. We're going to make this happen. Actually, inside, going, crikey, I have no idea, and all just knowing that it was a desperate situation and there were no other options than to take the next step, than to keep fighting for what I believed was possible and not giving in. So that's walking in absolute blind faith that you're going to get there and giving your team that's behind you something and someone to believe in and a lighted path to take the very next step. So it's not deceiving your team, but it's giving them the hope that this is the way forward and it's giving them the illusion perhaps that things are better than they are and it's giving them a clear line of vision of where you're going. When this happens, your team can actually take the steps required to keep going because otherwise this insurmountable obstacle can stop them in their tracks and there is total and utter failure. So this type of 
of leader is really, or this type of a facet of a leader is a really important one to bring out when the times are really, really tough and you don't know the way forward, but you're going to fight like hell and we're going to, this is, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We, these are the steps of action that we are going to take in believing that things can turn out all right. Um, even when the odds are stacked against you, even when everybody's telling you there's no way in hell you're ever going to achieve that. I've been told so many times in my life, there's no way in hell you're going to do that. There's no way that you're going to come back from this broken back. There's no way that you're going to run 200Ks in the Himalayas with asthma. There's no way that you're going... And sometimes I've failed. There have been some huge failures. But sometimes people have been proven wrong. And I always use that as fire to motivation to find a way through the obstacles and never give up. Now, the next one is... um, Someone who's a can the keep the morale a leader who can keep the morale of his people going. So this is when times are tough. When you've been in the middle of an ultra marathon somewhere and you you're you're out there with a mate or two mates and you're in deep dark moments and one of your your teammates is in deep dark trouble. It's having the the person who's going to make light of the situation and cracking up at the situation that you find myself. And I remember a beautiful situation, well, it wasn't beautiful at the time, but running across the Gobi Desert and it was the long stage uh, in the middle of this multi-day stage race and I was with a friend, Sam Gash, an incredible uh, young athlete, tough as nails, and we were... Uh, running 111 kilometres through the Gobi, uh, through the Turpan Depression with temperatures up to 50 degrees. And I remember we came across this stream and we'd run out of water and we were um, dived into this water and, and, you know, we just drank it up and we were trying, you know, and we'd been through hell for hours and hours before we got to this point. And I remember just turning around and Sam was having a wee next to me. I'm sure she'll love me telling that on a podcast. Uh, And her bum was in my face. And I just absolutely cracked up at the situation that I found ourselves in. Because it was just, you know, here we were in the middle of the the desert, um, facing, you know, really dire situations, dehydrated to the max, in trouble. And here we are just pissing ourselves laughing because, you know, She's weighing right next to my face as I pull my face out of the water. And uh, it was just a funny moment. And the thing is that to make light of the situation and that, that laughter and that, that, that funniness of the situation helped us get through the next bloody hell. It was another six, seven, eight hours of battling to get through. So, you know, uh, it's having that person who can joke about the situation that you find yourself in, laughing about it. I've had other situations Funnily enough, they all have to do with toilet stories. I remember running through Niger and having um, food poisoning and running along with this guy that I hadn't, you know, met before and he was from England and he had the same issues going on and we're just, you know, every every five minutes having to down trail next to each other and do our business and just cracking up at the situation, you know, because it was a hilarious situation in the middle of the Sahara Desert uh, with food poisoning and, and facing a 333-kilometre race. And these are the funny situations that you get yourself into and if you can find a little bit of humor in that dire moment really and that dire stress that you're in it can help you keep going it can help you get through to the next um, step I remember uh, another story I'm full of good stories today aren't I Um, when mum was um, just coming in and out of the coma and she kept losing different parts of her brain 
and we didn't know each time how much she would have when she came out. It was a dire situation, critical, could die at any moment. And there was one time when she woke up out of the coma and she, she said to us, and she could still talk at this stage, she lost it a bit later, she said to us, I've just been flying with Captain Kirk on the Star Trek. And quite seriously, she thought that she was on the Star Trek flying around with Captain Kirk and we laughed at the situation. We just cracked up at the situation because, you know, it was absolutely desperate situation. We were, you know, if we weren't going to laugh, we were going to be crying because their mum had lost the plot, obviously, and was not in her right mind and she was flying around with Captain Kirk on the Star Trek. But there's a good story for you. And in other words... You have to have someone who's a morale officer. Um, my brother's very good at doing this, as is my husband. They would always be doing naughty, silly, stupid pranks on you to make you laugh and help you get through a really what can be a really tough time. The last, the very last stage of this uh, leadership thought and reflection podcast I wanted to talk about is someone who's really late in their, their career, they've, they've been through the active time, they've been through their career, they're a real expert and they've developed a certain level of wisdom and this is the Yoda type, you know, Star Wars and Yoda, he's a very wise person, a man or woman who has a really high overview of what's happening in the world or on a national stage or on an organisational top level stage. So this is someone who's thinking of the big picture, who can think for the team, who can protect the team in a big way, um, whose mission in life it is to serve others with the skills that they've developed. So this is the the top level CEO, this is the the older politician who's, well, one of politicians is a good one to give an example, but uh, states people that uh, who are thinking on a on a world or national level, who are thinking about the greater good, these are people that can relate to so many people on a different levels, in, in different people's levels of development, in different cultures, and different leadership styles. These are people who are very, very comfortable in their own skin, who have a lot of wisdom, um, probably the opposite of what Trump is nowadays <laughs> as, as uh, uh, the president of a country. How the hell did we get here? No comment. Um, but this is a person who is a, is a wise old sage who has the skill set, who has the wisdom to be able to guide to perhaps younger people through the dramas and who can take a higher level view of things. So that's probably it for the today. Um, the different levels of the leaders we've covered, um, the one who's in the trenches, the athlete who's leading from the front, the Richie McCaws, for example. We've gone through, you know, this, the say the platoon leader of a uh, of a troop of men who's giving his guys guidance. We've gone through uh, athletes out in the field, um, morale officers, people who are helping when it's the times are tough, leaders who can be real uh, experts uh, in their areas, scholars who are really learned, learned in their area, who are developing, who are dealing with change. Um, we, t- we talked about leaders who could provide um, 
an illusion that things are better than they are in order to provide hope and to order to light the path forward for their people. Uh, then we talked about the wise old sage uh, and a number of other stages that the uh, different leaders can come and go in throughout your process. I hope that this podcast has been beneficial for you. I think developing leaders today is uh, something that, you know, it's really important for every organization, for every school sports team, for every, it's just a skill set that we need to be constantly working on ourselves, um, having uh, self-respect for for yourself and developing your own skills so that you can step up to the plate, take on the challenges of a leader. It isn't an easy road ever, um, but we need more good leaders in all of our organisations and all of our teams and in every endeavour that we do. So it's leadership skills are something that we should all be striving to uh, improve um, on an ongoing basis. And um, to that end, I wanted to um, take a moment of your time to talk about a course that I'm running. Uh, This is uh, my Mindset Academy. Uh, It's called The Path of an Athlete, but it isn't just aimed at athletes. It's all about these sort of things. It's about leadership skills. It's about how to develop mental toughness and strength. Um, It's about developing emotional and physical resilience. It's about being able to control your physiology when you're uh, in dire situations. It's about developing a never quit mentality, a mentality that will help you overcome the odds, beat the odds, um, uh, overcome obstacles and to achieve your goals and your dreams. Um, and it's something I'm very proud of this work. I'd love you to all check it out. So you can check uh, out the details on this course at lisatarmity.co.nz forward slash ecourse. Um, and the feedback that I've been getting, the course has only been going for a couple of months but uh, the feedback has been fantastic. I really wanted with this course to change lives, to impact people in a positive way, to give people guidance from some of the experiences. And, you know, I'm by no means a complete expert on everything, but I have had, you know, now a a fair whack of of life experience in a number of different areas in business and in the sporting sense and in the travel sense. Um, And I wanted to be able to share some of those experiences and, you know, still going through some of the, the challenges. And I, sh- I like to share the current challenges that I'm facing in these podcasts as well as the stuff that I've overcome um, in order to light a, perhaps a path for, for you guys too. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd really appreciate it also if you could hop onto iTunes or Stitcher, but especially iTunes, um, and give this a rating. A uh, five-star rating would be really tops and give it a review. It's the only way for our show to get uh, exposure to more people and to impact more lives, and that is my mission in life, to impact as many, many people as I possibly can with really good information. I have wonderful experts coming on the show all the time, Um, So I'd really, really appreciate your support there in doing that. So that's it for today. And thanks very much, guys. And we'll see you again next week. That's it for this episode of Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tamati. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share all this goodness with your networks so we can impact more lives with positive insights and inspiring conversations. And check us out online at www.lisatamati.co.nz. 
That's it for this episode of Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tamati. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share all this goodness with your networks so we can impact more lives with positive insights and inspiring conversations. And check us out online at www.lisatamati.co.nz.